Welcome to the Reaching New Heights podcast. I'm Megan Gallagher, a speaker, author, and mental health advocate. This podcast is all about positivity, motivation, and inspiring the youth of the world to follow their dreams and reach new heights. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a guest and talking about how they overcame their struggles and how they got to where they are. I hope you enjoy, and remember, you can always reach new heights. Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning into the Reaching New Heights podcast with me, Megan Gallagher. Today, we have such an incredibly brave guest on the show. She is an interior designer, mother, and the real life survivor of Dirty John, which is the dating series that was on Netflix, originally started out as a podcast. And she is so courageous and she is helping so many women who may get into toxic, abusive relationships or even stalking. And I am such a fan of hers. I cannot wait to hear more of her story. And I feel so lucky to get to talk with her. So please, everyone, help me in giving a warm welcome to Deborah Newell. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Nice to see you, Megan. Thank you so much, Deborah, for coming on my show. Oh, you're welcome. I am, like I said, I am so excited and I have been a fan of yours for so long and I cannot commend you enough just for how many people you are helping and how many, just you are giving a voice to the voiceless and you are helping so many men and women and just raising so much awareness. Thank you, I'm trying my best. <laughs> You are not trying, you are succeeding. <laughs> it's so powerful. So Deborah, I would love to know just a little bit before, like your life pre, you know, Dirty John and when the series and the podcast came out and just how your life was before and then how it just changed into this huge just thing. Well, uh as you know, I went on a dating website. If you follow the story, um, I was, I'm successful in my business. My children are raised and I found myself going home to an empty home after having, you know, a life full of kids and just an extremely full life. So I thought I'd join a dating website and unfortunately I met John mm -hmm. and when I met John, he seemed like the perfect guy uh, from everything that I was reading about him. And then I ended up talking to him and he seemed great. So little did I know how much I would be deceived. Yeah, that's, it's just, it's so crazy too, because in today's world, there are so many apps and online dating is so popular, so popular with like Tinder. Oh, and it is. Yeah. It's just, it's huge. And I would love to know from your opinion, I mean, what you experienced, it's horrendous and it's so traumatic, but it's also, you now know, you know, what are the red flags and just things I would love to know for everyone listening, what are red flags or things that you now notice and know of, okay, this person may not be who they say that they are, or this may be like a toxic relationship. Like I would love to hear those. Well, as you know, I'm older. So 
the one thing that was important to me was meeting someone my age, number mm-hmm. one. And number two, back in the day when I was dating, uh, the guy comes, picks you up at the door, you go out, you give him your number. It's not that way anymore. Yeah. You have to be so careful. And so basically, um, red flags these days and the way to go about dating is so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you never give them your number or where you work or where you live. Yeah. You really take it a lot slower. Um, the one thing that I learned um, is to pay attention to my gut. Mm. Instead of the feelings of falling in love and the excitement and all that, I realized you really have to think about what you're doing and who this person is and do some investigating. Yeah. And there's so many ways of investigating these days. Truth finder is one way. And that's one of the things that I use now. But Mm. uh, one thing I realized in all of this is I should have not put so much information out there about success because a lot of men are into money. But for the younger people, um, you still have to put it out there that you are wanting to date um, and you still need to meet them at a coffee shop or wherever, maybe not give them too much information, take it slowly. Um, I also feel that get to know their friends, get to know their family. Uh, the red flags are is when they're trying to move too fast or they're trying to control things. Uh, I feel that one of the most important things that a person can do these days, a younger person especially, is, again, don't go to their place, don't have them come to yours, but meet them, again, out and about. And getting to know their friends is so essential these days. Yes. Getting to I- know their Sorry, Deborah. I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, it's just you kind of cut out. I don't know if the Wi-Fi on my part. Um, it just kind of like stopped. There was like a glitch okay. for. I'm trying the to last. get out the sun. Is that better? That's sounds- perfect. Yeah, Megan. Okay. It sounds good on my end. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I just heard. I just she kind of like froze for like two minutes. Um. Okay, perfect. So Deborah, could you go back and just explain um, just like the red flags you were saying, like true finder, just kind of start from there. Okay. So because dating has changed so much, you really have to know what you're dealing with because there are so many sociopaths, psychopaths, um, a lot of bad men out there and women for that matter. But what you have to do is you have to do a little bit of investigating, not give them too much information about you. But again, meet them in a mutual place, meet their Mm. family, meet their friends, move slowly, have boundaries. Yes. Listen to your gut, which is a really big one because I did not do that. Um, A lot of these things I did not do. And I learned my lesson the hard way. But again, I went into it with a good heart and and just wanting to meet somebody. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, a good person. Yeah. So but for these young girls, again, uh, truth finder is what I look at these days to look at a person's background. Again, going slowly, you also really want to watch and learn their ulterior motives because they can say and do all the right things. Yes. And you really have to, the one thing about getting to know the friends 
Mm -hmm. you're getting to know that person. Get to know the friend's girlfriends or wives, whoever, uh, because they will have a little bit more of an accurate view of this person. A lot of the buddies tend to think the person's great or want to cover up because they're all friends. But for a lot of girls, um, I feel, oh, also another thing that they can do if they're willing to uh, is talk to the ex-girlfriend. Yes. You know, if there's an opportunity, not getting too into it, but. Yes. <laughs> any, anyone that knows his background and who he really is, is so essential. That's, that's so powerful. And that's something that I never would even think about doing is reaching out to the ex-girlfriend or even just, you know, checking her out on social media and making right. sure, you know, she looks healthy and happy and also uh -huh. normal, mentally stable. Right. I... I just relate to that so much because in my own experience, when I was in high school, I dated a guy and it was so toxic. But what you said, listening to your gut feeling, I didn't do that. And the whole time I had this constant knot, this pit in my stomach and I never knew why. And I was like, right. literally, do I have a stomach ache? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what's going on, but it's just every time he texted me, my I felt like I was dropping on a roller coaster, like my stomach right. just lurched mm -hmm. and, you know, nothing really added up and it's just nothing was really working, but I was still so fighting for this person and it just, it, it wasn't a match and my parents weren't happy. Nothing really. They were like, Megan, you're acting so different. Your, your personality, you're so... Right angry and hostile and just lashing out on us and you're like have this second life where you lie about where you've been but exactly. the gut the gut feeling it's like the most powerful thing ever it sure is yeah um i think we go to our heart a lot of the time opposed to our our head yes and i really also felt educating yourself getting to know what are the red flags, getting to know basically what are the steps to gaslighting, if you know about gaslighting. Yes. And also getting to know about love bombing, which is oh. a big one where they say all the right things, they do all the right things to lure you in, mm -hmm. but the ulterior motive is wrong. Um, moving too fast is another one when they just want to be with you all the time, do things for you. Uh, that's another, that's, it's control. I, it's, it's so, it's so crazy too, because I know what the feeling is and I know you do too. And so many people listening of when you are in that relationship, you're, it's like tunnel vision. You're so blind. You're so blinded by the hormones, the love, oh, yeah. the, the intimacy and other people, you don't notice, but you, I mean, you may notice, but at first you don't really notice the little weird things of, you know, he never really asks about me or my parents or he kind well, of, but if they are a sociopath or um, many other traits that are, bad, yes. they will try to figure you out so they ask a lot of questions oh wow. yeah yeah so you don't even realize you think wow they're really interested in me this is great mm -hmm. but what you don't realize 
is they're finding information so they know what to say to you, what's going to turn you on, what's going to pull you in. So, right. It's, yeah. it's, it's so hard. And it really I, is. It's, that's what makes dating. I mean, I've been single for so long, but I go on a few online dates and I meet guys in person sometimes, but right. there, there is just that hurt of what if the past happens again? And what if I get yeah. really anxious and I feel that awful feeling of I've mm -hmm. let myself down. I've, you know, put myself out there and I was rejected or it, you know, it just was not uh, healthy. It was negative. Right. Well, I think it's hard. Um, finding a great guy is a lot of luck, mm -hmm. but again, using your head. Yes. It, it's not easy out there. I'm looking at my, my, my youngest daughter, Tara, and the right. challenges she's having of meeting men. Um, and she's saying her biggest issue is a lot of them are narcissists. They, yes. And they're not into committing. There's too many things out there to do and a lot of women out there. And she's finding as far as a commitment, it's tough. Mm. I feel the exact same way. And I, I mm. oftentimes am thinking, is it this generation? Is it just me? Is it, you know, the tech world that we live in fast pace and just everyone you know, it's not like the 1950s where, you know, right. it was, you get married at 20, 21. It's just, things are so different now and people are getting oh, married later. And yeah, um, I think it has something to do with this generation because mm -hmm. of all the tech and yeah. it's so easy. And I also believe that in my generation, we had our own issues. You know, mm -hmm. we got married out the gate at 20 and then found ourselves, a lot of us, not all of us, but a lot of us uh, divorced at 2530. Right. Uh, with a couple kids. So I think there's different trade-offs, different generations of what we've learned, what we take forward with us. Um, so I think it's all, it's different to each uh, generation. Yes. I would love to know, Deborah, in your own experience, how do you feel that a relationship, just a being in a toxic relationship or being stalked or anything abusive, emotional, how does it affect one's mental health? Because I'm a huge anxiety advocate and I know mm -hmm. for a fact, you know, there are so many things that can contribute to how we're feeling emotionally and physically. And if we're feeling mm -hmm. good, good about ourselves and confident and happy, I would love to know your take on that. Well, first of all, I'm the opposite. My personality uh, jumps in. I'm yeah. I am very compulsive, maybe a little bit more so. Mm -hmm. um, and I always see hope. I'm positive. So it's got its drawbacks as far as um, this is what got me moving forward with John. Again, read, um, not reading him. Right. right way and ignoring all that because I am so optimistic that I think I can that everything's great. Uh, but as far as who you are and how you are, there's a lot of positives to that. Mm -hmm. Because of being a little bit more cautious, hopefully that means you're going to uh, get to know them. I think sometimes there are great guys. The negative in that, though, is there can be a great guy out there and you have maybe not given it a chance because you're reading into it too much. Yes. So. That 
That's so true. And I relate to that so much. I feel this, I feel like I'm the same person. I am so optimistic. I have so much energy. I'm Uh such, such an extrovert. And I feel like that's how I got into that relationship when I was 17, because I was, you know, like literally I ignored all the red flags. I just put my, my blinders on and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, let's focus on the fact that he texted me once today, but let's ignore the fact that he, you know, drinks a little bit too much or whatever the negative parts were. But it's, it is hard when you are a loving, giving, empathetic person and you like, I love helping other people, but I know now that I can't date, you know, I cannot date men that need to be fixed or saved because that's, that's not from, that's not my job. (laughs) Well, keep in mind, you're the good person. He was a bad person. Yes. And you just wanted companionship. You know, there's nothing wrong with that, but we just have to be smart about it. Yes. So educating ourselves, the more the better. That's so true. I love that. Um, And I would love to know what you said love bombing. So I know what gaslighting is, but what is the difference between love bombing and gaslighting? Well, they're very different. Uh, Love bombing is, that's why all the questions. Mm. There's the ulterior motive to doing whatever the control is that he's trying to get. Mm -hmm. Um, whether it be your money or just controlling you, you know, every move that you make. Um, um, The one thing that they do is they ask questions um, basically about where, you know, what do you do? What's going on with your job? But beyond that, they also ask questions and they learn what you love to hear. So they'll ask you, what do you like in a guy? What do you like in relationships? And so they try to mirror that. And you've got to remember a lot of these guys, um, I was going off to work every day Mm -hmm. and focusing on work and had a full life. And then I would come home and, you know, be with John. He was spending his day trying to figure me out. Um, He was looking into my passwords. He was looking into my work. He was trying to do everything to control everything. He was putting, uh, he put a tracker on my phone, on my car, to where he knew where I was at all times. Oh my gosh. So, yeah. So it's, it was a challenge. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's so messed up in so many ways. And I am so sorry that you had to go through that, but I also feel that it's like, just blossomed into such a positive thing. Well, I'm glad I went through it, actually. Wow. I mean, it, it might have been a huge challenge. And also what happened to Tara. But mm-hmm. we're trying to take something bad and make something good out of it and educate others. And you, so I feel yeah. it happened for a reason to us. Yes. And it really has. I've, I've watched like so many interviews with you and your daughter and you both are so beautiful and so well-spoken and just such a dynamic mother-daughter duo. And you both are raising just so much awareness for something that people normally, you know, don't talk about or there's a stigma or they're afraid or they don't even know how to ask for help or, you know, they've thought about, am I in a toxic relationship Mm -hmm. that's not serving me and is my partner 
affecting my mental well-being and now they have these actual things that they can go look up and get the facts right um the one thing also that i think is really important when i started speaking out i i had a lot of victim blaming mm. and at first i was like wait a minute <laughs> i'm a good guy in this he was the bad guy why are you guys doing that and i thought okay maybe Obviously, there were red flags. I ignored mm -hmm. them. You never think you're going to put your kids in harm's way because you don't even realize who this person is. Mm -hmm. uh, but then there is also um, the one thing that I'm learning is a lot of women are ashamed. Yes. They're blaming themselves. And really, a lot of them are such great women. And these men are just good at what they do they're great at conning and I tell these women don't beat yourself up mm. you know educate yourself get to know who you are feel good about you are who you are and then if you really want to date or you know get back out there get back out there but just be smart about it know all the red flags yes it's that's that's so powerful and I think there is such a difference in dating when you always are first, you know, are you dating because you're looking for someone to fill you up or complete you versus you're already, you know, confident, you already know your worth and you love yourself and you right. are just doing it for like to have some fun in your life. I think there is such a difference mm -hmm. when you are going out with a mindset of, you know, I'm lacking in something. I have a lack of versus my cup is full and I'm just right. looking for an extra. Well, I don't think it, I don't think you should go out damaged. No. Looking for someone to fit, uh, you know, be there for you in the wrong ways. I yes. believe you have to be a whole person, a healthy person, and then look for someone if you want, if you want to. Yes, that's so true. I also would love to know, Deborah, have you in your career and when after the Netflix show came out and the podcast and you've been doing all these incredible interviews and work with your daughter, have you did like have you had a moment where you felt, oh my gosh, kind of a full circle, like aha moment where you thought, wait, you know, maybe this is why everything happened, just kind of one of those moments? Oh, 100%. That's why I spoke to begin with. Mm. Uh, when, I, when I was first approached by Christopher Gofford mm -hmm. um, to do the podcast and the articles in the LA Times, I thought to myself, do I want to air my dirty laundry? <laughs> do I really want you know, people judging me and attacking me? Will this affect my career? You know, I had to really look at all this. And my attitude back then was if I could help one woman, it's worth it. Because oh, I know yeah. who I am. And I thought at that time, okay, I'm going to go ahead and talk. And I know I'm going to get beat up. I know that there's going to be a lot of women that think I put my kids in harm's way, which mm -hmm. is the opposite of what I feel that I did or tried to do. Um, it was called meeting a man and having no idea who he was. Of course. And I believe but I believe that um, God used me and I I'm, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is my new passion in helping women 
Yes. And I really, I have a quote that I say to myself all the time, just, well, I have two quotes. Number, the first one is yeah. everything is happening for me, not to me because uh-huh. I have struggled, especially that relationship was so hard being only yeah. 17. And I, it was yeah. my first, you know, look at That's love tough. and That's it, tough. it was just tough because it was so toxic. And yeah. then to like break up and be like, Oh my gosh. So now I feel like this you know, almost damaged Mm -hmm. person of like, what's a healthy relationship. But, and also the second quote I love saying is my pain is my purpose. And Mm -hmm. it's like, we we all struggle and go through things, but at the end of the day, you know, hurt people hurt other people, good people who feel good about themselves. Don't go around bullying, tormenting, critiquing Mm -hmm. other people. Well, a lot of people have some pretty bad childhood yes. uh, memories and things that happened to them that really damaged them. Mm-hmm. My attitude is go in, get the therapy, fix it, yep. change it, move forward and make a difference. I love so, that. So one thing that you probably went through that I think is essential is knowing what you went through. That was a bad guy. That was mm-hmm. a bad experience, but there are great guys out there. Yes. And again, knowing the red flags to know what is good and, and what's bad and taking your time. Yes. It's, it's just been so, it's also been such a rewarding journey of being on, you know, being a female business owner and like I've accomplished right. my own dreams and things mm-hmm. I never thought would come right. true, but right, things we'll do happen for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> I have two kids that are married, happily Aww. married, two older kids, very happily married. I have five grandkids. And, you know, so I know there's healthy, great relationships out there because they're both examples of that. Yeah. So, and my son is one of the best guys I've ever known. Just truly a good human being and a mm-hmm. great husband and father and, um, person I love that yeah and my my daughter her husband is darling and Mm -hmm. such a great guy he his heart is so pure and so good so there are good guys out there don't give up yes it's no it's so true there's there's so many incredible people um I would also love to know Deborah if you had a moment where you could grab lunch or coffee or dinner with your the the Deborah that was in the midst of that toxic awful relationship uh-huh. like what what would you say to her or would you even be able to be like oh my gosh look at all of the good that's come from this well when I was going through it I had a couple friends that stood by my side uh-huh. and so one thing for others not this is something that was so important to me is they were there they're mm-hmm. still there. And they loved me no matter what. Mm. I was through. They had their judgments about John, but they loved me and just yes. wanted me happy. And so the one thing that I think is really important, keep your friends in your life. Um, keep your life. You know, keep being who you are mm-hmm. and working and doing what's healthy. Um, and hopefully... I think if I look back, 
uh, read the red flags a lot earlier. I was scared to death at times that mm-hmm. he was going to kill me or there was just this fear all the time. I didn't know what I was going to walk into when I opened that door when I go home. Yes. Or once I was in, I was in hiding for seven months. I was afraid that he was going to be somewhere right there and grab me and attack me. Um, or one of his friends for that matter, uh, was going to do it. So, so I, I think that you have to obviously learn from what you've gone through and again, uh, uh, reach out and help others through it. Mm. That's, that's incredible. And I, I mean, I could say like, thank you so many times, but truly thank you for just how brave you are being and it's you are putting yourself out there and being vulnerable and but you are helping so many people thank you it's my pleasure it's what makes me happy these days is when i know i've made a difference yes um Okay, so Deborah, time for the fun questions. So, okay, uh-oh. <laughs> so towards the end of the podcast, I love to ask every guest to just really quickly imagine that this is a radio show and we have people calling in and asking questions like a hotline. And let's imagine that there is a young lady who's calling in and saying, Deborah, I am such a fan of yours. I love your podcast. I've watched every episode of the Netflix series. I feel like in my own life, I'm in a toxic relationship. I feel, you know, there's just little things that my partner does where I'm like, is this love or is this something else? What would your top three tips or the best thing you could tell her of how to get out of a relationship that's negative or what is just a good way to start getting help or how to get yourself out? Okay, well, there's a lot of hotlines in every city mm-hmm. about where to go, like a shelter, where they will keep you safe. So that's number one, um, is investigating, trying to find a place so that when you are going to leave, that you have a place to go and you're hidden. Number yes. two, get your, the thing for me is, uh, because I had to leave my work for eight months, seven and a half months. Um, I had to get my life in order to know that I didn't have to go to work. Mm-hmm. So prepare to go into hiding if, if it's that dangerous. Um, document everything. I can't begin to tell you the importance of documenting because coercive control isn't quite a crime yet. Yes. I went to four police stations, okay? Nobody could do a thing because I didn't have a mark on me, even though oh, they were threats. Yeah, and usually it's too late. Um, but when you go to leave, you have to really think about the safety. Mm-hmm. Again, go to a place of where you're going to hide yourself. Don't, you can't go to work. You can't do the same things you've done in the past. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole brand new life. Um, if you can get the person arrested, great. But I don't know how long that stands up these days. Some, some states are so lenient. It's really sad. Yeah. Wow. that's Yeah. That's such great advice too. And I love that you said that because there are, I know that there are so many people who are in relationships where the person like is tracking their phone, has their Mm -hmm. info, like -hmm. they can't, they can't Google something without their partner finding out. But 
Um, like you said, there are hotlines. You can, you know, send a letter. Like there are th ways to get out. Yes. And another thing that I did, I got another phone. Mm. Um, I had a new email, a new phone. I got a rental car. Um, I obviously stayed in hotels. So I had to completely change my life. Mm -hmm. um, but these guys are, a lot of these guys are good at what they do. Yes. Okay. So you have to think a little bit ahead of them. Um, I also had to educate myself on what John was. At first, he was diagnosed as a, and I went to a forensic psychiatrist that could tell me about what I was dealing with, so mm -hmm. I could be ahead of him at times. But one thing you have to do, he, he was a, he was diagnosed as a narcissistic sociopath predator. Wow. So I had to learn how to deal with him. And he ended up being a psychopath, but uh, we didn't know that quite at the time. We knew that he, he had some pretty evil ways about him and some major issues. So learning who that person is and how to deal with him is really, is really important also. Yes. And that's, it's just so, it's so powerful too, because, um, it's also just important to notice how your loved ones interact with them. Like for you, yeah. you know, I remember reading your story and your daughter, Tara, just always mm -hmm. had this like feeling about, it's just, it's mm -hmm. so important. Cause I think when you do fall in love or lust or the honeymoon right. stage, it's, you just are so once again, blinded by infatuation, oh, yeah. but mm -hmm. our loved ones, our parents, our siblings, our children, mm -hmm they know us best and they're going to know when, you know, I mean, he's kind of like distancing you from us right, or right. you're, you're not, your grades are slipping or there's just right. little things. Well, what's interesting about Jacqueline, Tara and Nicole, all three of my daughters, Nicole said he didn't have eye contact with her. Uh, Jacqueline wow. is my little detective. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. she, the minute he walked in the door, she said, Mom, something's wrong with this guy. Wow. And then Tara, it was a month later, that I think a month and a half later, that she met him for the first time. And everyone gets along with Tara. So mm -hmm. I was like, why aren't they getting along? At the same time, my kids have been very critical of who I've dated. Because mm -hmm. uh, they think I deserve the best. So of course. it's been hard. Any guy that met my kids really had to go through a test. So yeah. I thought in this incident, I thought, oh no, here we go again. They're not going to like this guy. Mm -hmm. But but hopefully if people, you know, if, if moms or just uh, girls are dating um, and you have someone that really just cares about you and sees your best interest, have them around. Get yes. That's so important. Um, yeah. Okay, Deborah. now we are going to go into the fun, <laughs> the rapid fire questions. So uh -oh. these, these are super goofy, just whatever comes first to your mind. Um, they are very just non-serious questions. So the first okay. one is if you could be any type of junk food or your favorite, just like guilty pleasure food, what would you be? Oh my gosh. 
you know, we're in quarantine right now. And I am so into ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I've been eating like a pint every night. Me too. It's terrible. <laughs> oh my um, God. I finally, after, I think I've been doing uh, Hagen, a lot of haagen and mm. what's that other one? But pistachio, cookie dough, Rocky Road. I mean, I have all these favorites. Mm. And I finally thought, okay, I looked in the mirror the other, the other day and I thought, okay, we've got to switch to salads. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's been so hard during quarantine. I feel like yeah, I'm yeah. eating like Cheetos and I'm just like, oh, Meg, Megan, take, yeah. a bre- take a breath. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think my exercise is getting up from the sofa and going to the refrigerator. <laughs> I know so. it's, I'm with my parents right now and it's just, oh my gosh, it's dinner time. Let's, you know, go to, <laughs> let's make our move down to the living room. Uh-huh. It's like an appearance in every room. <laughs> right. Now, did you the first few weeks cook and cook and cook? Because that's all I did. I thought, oh, I haven't cooked this forever. I'm going to make this. Or, oh, I love this. And again, I haven't made it for two years. I've got to make it. So I yes. think I made all my favorite dishes the first few weeks. And then I thought, oh, well, restaurants still have to go food. I think I'm going to go there now. <laughs> no, the first so. two weeks I felt like a mini Betty Crocker. I was cleaning, yeah. disinfecting. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. I, you know. Oh, my house. I was even cleaning walls and baseboards. <laughs> <laughs> I think I cleaned the paint off of a couple areas. I know. I was like, oh my gosh, I can clean, you know, my cuticles, my ever, like just anything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's, oh my gosh, I know. Now I'm at the point where it's like phase two and I'm like, I'm over everything. Did you notice I'm outside? Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, and the second rapid fire question, Deborah, is what is the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to you? Oh my gosh, there are so many. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what is the most embarrassing thing? Well, you know what? I have a really funny one, but it's not about me. Oh my gosh. It's about my mom, but I think it's the funniest story ever. So my mom has been a speaker her whole life. Mm-hmm. And what happened was she was speaking and she was up on stage. And I think there were 400, 500 people in the audience. She, and she speaks on forgiveness mm-hmm. and also the murder of my sister and forgiving Billy. Wow. So what was happening is she was trancing back and forth on stage and all of a sudden she felt something uh, on her, at her ankles and she couldn't like walk and everyone right. was giggling in the audience and she realized she'd lost her pants. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and uh, she looked down, pulled them up and she said, well, you may not remember what I said today, but you will certainly remember that. <laughs> And her her pants literally fell down. Fell all the way down to her ankles. Yes. Oh. <laughs> okay, you are combining like two fears: the fear of public speaking. So many people have that, and then being on stage. <laughs> you know what? I don't have that fear because I love what I'm talking about. Yes. You know, when you feel you're doing something for others, that fear goes away. Yes. I agree completely. I love being on stage. I love, like, I feel like I thrive. Like, I love entertaining and talking, but um, I can't believe her pants fell down. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how many of my my, uh, embarrassing, embarrassing moments, I think. 
Oh my gosh. And the last rapid fire question is what is the best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, the best advice, um, probably love yourself mm. for, and do what's right. Because at the end of the day, you have to look in the mirror and feel good about what you see. So true. And it's, it's so simple, but it, I feel like everything comes back to, do you love yourself? Yes. So true. Mm, I love yeah. that. Well, thank you so much, Deborah, for oh, coming so on my show. This has been so incredible and I feel so lucky and I'm so thankful Aww. and your story is so inspiring. Um, oh, well, thank you. I would love to know, do you have any fun upcoming projects that you want to share? Well, um, I do. I have a book coming out. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, a, it's still a ways away for, uh, for certain reasons, mm -hmm. but I'm really excited about that. And then on top, and it's, it's about my life, but it's also about uh, my past, obviously, mm -hmm. but it's also about my sister. Mm -hmm. that was murdered and it's about what I've learned through all of this um and then I also I can't really talk about uh, a couple other things yeah. but I have some really exciting things on tv that are coming that's so uh, exciting I can't yeah, wait well, for your book you. <laughs> well thanks that's so one. <laughs> yes I would love that that's so incredible um and where can everyone find you on social media Deborah Ambrose Newell, which is my maiden name and uh, my last name, um, or Deborah Newell. Perfect. Amazing. Um, thank you so much again, Deborah. This oh, you're welcome. has been so much fun, and your story is so powerful and so inspiring. And thank you, everyone, for tuning into Reaching New Heights podcast. And always remember strive for more. That's great. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in. Feel free to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast. I want to leave you all with this. Everything is happening for you, not to you.